like a colorful ragtag group of misfits band together to save the day from certain destruction. <sighs> and it's an end of summer blockbuster that's a soft reboot slash continuation of an earlier franchise. We're doing so. the thing where like we're like, oh, maybe they're talking about Star Wars, but this week actually we're not, and and we never really are. Are yeah, we know that you know we're trying to trick you. Yeah. <laughs> if and you're we know a new we listener, never have tricked you. <laughs> let's <So>. let's, <laughs> let's start over. Nope, but- and we're doing the Suicide Squad. How Star Wars is it? Well, hello there, Mike. Hi, Josiah. This is me, Mike, and that's Josiah. Yes, and this is the show, How Star Wars Is It? We are the only podcast, and we rate things on a scale of 1 to 10, not of how good or bad they are, but of how Star Wars they are. That's right. Throw away any other review show that wants to, Mm -hmm. like, give you the insight as to whether you think you're going to like the thing or not, because they said, we think it's good. That's not what we're here to do. We'll probably say if we thought the thing was good, but... Our main goal is to take all things Star Wars. So we're talking, of course, the movies. But you may yep. or may not know, Star Wars also includes things like video games, comic books, uh-huh. books, uh-huh. Uh, TV shows. All of that stuff counts. We're throwing all those Star Wars things into one big pot. And we're putting that pot on the front left burner, turning it on high, and then eventually reducing it to a simmer. And we're going to boil it all together into a Star Wars chili. Mike, that might be the best You've ever done that. And <laughs> and that chili, right. of course, listeners, is a 10 out of 10. And mm-hmm. we are rating things against that. How how much of the platonic ideal of Star Wars is the topic? And this week's topic is the newest movie in the DC world, The mm-hmm. Suicide Squad. That's right. And you know, Mike... Uh, 2021. I've had the opportunity to explain the podcast to some people recently... And I do think that it's easy to get because people get it pretty quickly and they think it's funny. So that's just, I'm just affirming us. Now we're talking about the Suicide Squad You know what's funny though about that? Just recently I was thinking like, we say it now almost rote. Like I'm I'm not necessarily thinking about like reaching a person unless I'm talking to a person. And then I like put myself in my body and I'm like, oh, right. Like this is the first time they're hearing me explain this. And like, it is sort of like a coin flip as to if they're like, oh, (laughs) okay. Or they're like, hmm. Yes. And we think that if you're hearing this, you're probably the former. Yeah. (laughs) The person who was like slightly amused by the concept. (laughs) Like, huh, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Versus Um, that isn't funny or interesting. Yeah. So we're talking about (laughs) this week. It's easier because we're talking about an actual movie. Yeah. And uh, it is a blockbuster. It has characters. Um, It has characters. There's powers. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the Suicide Squad, baby! Yes, now, for the listeners, this is a new movie, and in fact, it, it debuted same day as its day it premiere on, on HBO Max, mm-hmm. and I think it goes off of HBO Max at the end of August, 
to only be in theaters for a while, and then I'm sure at some point it'll come back or whatever. But um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen this movie yet, we will probably do some spoilers. Although this movie is so funny and weird and original that like a spoiler is not going to make you like you know take you out of the movie or whatever. Yeah, I would say you watch it whether or not you know. I mean, we'll tell you if we're going to spoil stuff. But like, also it's called the Suicide Squad, so you know a lot of people are going to die. Sure. Now, now let me first start by saying now. Okay. I saw Man of Steel long, long ago. Me too. I have not seen. I, I, uh, let's see. Yes, let's go of, through of our the, like, DCU modern credentials. Era DC. We're talking post Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. I saw Man of Steel, which of course he produced, but I mean like the the Dark Knight trilogy. I saw Man of Steel. I saw Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And this is the only other like blockbuster summer theater movie in the DC world that I've actually seen. I did not see Birds of Prey or the first Suicide Squad, so I do feel as though I would benefit by seeing those just to, like, round out my Harley Quinn knowledge, but, like, I get it. It's Margot Robbie, and she's, like, New York accent, and, like, I know who Harley Quinn is. Yeah. We are we are pretty much in the same place. I mean, uh, I've seen... I saw the original Justice League the Whedon one. I did not see the Zack Snyder one because I didn't want to watch that long of a thing. Mm-hmm. But um, all the other... Uh, we are exactly the same in the other movies we've seen. I have not seen... I did not watch Batman vs. Superman because it looks stupid. I hear Aquaman's kind of fun. I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. I heard Shazam was fun. I haven't seen it. It takes a lot. Oh, wait. Yes, I saw Shazam. Shazam is fun. Yeah. It takes a lot for me to seeing, see a movie. But more because it's like, uh, you know, big than, it, than because it's a superhero movie. You know, right. like... Yeah, the... Yeah. I... I have been getting into recently, like, I feel some more superhero interest coming back to me. And, like, I think part of it is because of HBO Max and the fact that I have, like, a lot of access to the DC stuff. And so I have that because I've always been a Marvel guy, but I've always liked DC as well. I've never been someone who's like, well, one is good and the other's right. bad. Yeah. And, you know, Batman was always a favorite character, but I am a sucker. I am, and I, we've talked about this on the show before. I'm pretty sure I am a sucker for a putting a team together movie. Oh boy, um, it, I'm a sucker. It, it any is comic just book, always good. Any comic book that is where the premise is we're getting together a bunch of B and C listers to get on a team, yeah. and then and that team will be greater than the sum of its parts. I was like, back when I was buying comic books, it was like instantly I'm going to get at least the first issue. Tell me if you know no who this what. team is: Left Ear, Handsome Rob, Napster. Napster. Uh, those the are the three music look service? Like nicknames. That is the Italian job from like 2003 or whenever oh, it was that Mark yeah. Wahlberg was in. I need to. I'd never seen I it. I love a putting the team together movie. It's an Ocean's <laughs> Eleven, you know. It's uh, yeah. it's the Justice League, but in like a more fun way. Right. Um, Avengers Assemble. Avengers Assemble. Question. This, but like specifically, what I love about this type of team. And there aren't very many movies like this, is that they know they are working with not the best people for the job. Right. I, and I love that shit. I love it in comics. I love... So I was talking with a friend recently about the Doom Patrol series. Um, on, I hear which that's is on good, Max and I have not seen it, and I have not read it. It is... I, I, have, I was tangentially aware of the Doom Patrol, uh, but, it, but it's because it's DC, and I hadn't read as much DC as Marvel. But it's my favorite kind of shit comic book shit which is like just weird just weird comic yeah. booky um, you know what this like movie was stuff. is weird yes this that's why I really I literally just watched this movie I really enjoyed it because it was like it was like I have really enjoyed DC 
leaning into, which they do with Doom Patrol, leaning into the weirdness of their universe. Comic like, books Marvel, are weird. Because Marvel has this very, the MCU is very polished, you know? Yeah. We got a little bit of weird stuff with WandaVision and Loki, but like, they have sort of an image that's like squeaky clean. And yeah. like the fact that DC can come in and be like, we'll get weird, dude. I'm like, I want, even Wonder Woman 1984, which I know is, I didn't see, but you know, I know it wasn't as good as the original or whatever. The fact that they were like taking more swings with just like tone and characters and sort of like, uh, you know, is great to me. Cause that's what I want. And that's what, I mean, I read a lot of interviews with James Gunn leading up to this movie. And that's essentially what he said. He's, he was like, you know, superhero movies have gotten a little boring to me, so I wanted to do something that was, like, exciting yeah. and weird and different. And I love do, weird stuff. Do you think this is making me have, like, a whole think piece going on in my brain? Going back to Marvel and being squeaky clean, basically 2008, I want to say, is when Iron Man came out? Yes. Do you think that... Now, of course, since then... It has gotten weirder and perhaps more colorful with things like Thor Ragnarok and Guardians yep. of the Galaxy and Loki and WandaVision. But like uh, in this post-movie theaters, Disney Plus streaming era, do you think Marvel cinema, whether it's a television show or a movie, will ever look different again? Like I'm That's thinking good, things yeah. like Rob Leefield... Or, like, like yeah. is that how you pronounce his name? The guy who can't draw feet? I'm not sure I pronounce his name, but yes. Yeah, so yeah, the guy who, who very popular <laughs> 90s artist, like, yeah. for X-Men and Deadpool. Like, I think he, comics in the 90s all looked like comics in the 90s. And, like, the golden age of comics and, like, the 80s X-Men and, like, the current day. You know, like, comics look different. And even, even the weirdest Marvel versus, like, the straightest Marvel, they do, you're right, have, like... They all kind of look like they're using the same lens. Now, are you talking specifically about the movie, like the, mo the, the in cinematic MCU? Disney universe? Okay. Yeah. Yes, because I was gonna say comics. I think will always have yes, yes. those differing things. You know, right? But I do. Um, I, I don't know, and I think it would. T I think the weird thing. Okay, I love comics, and I know about them. So I'm gonna. Here's my think piece starting right now. Mm -hmm. You know, we've talked about before how like. Marvel started a cinematic universe and then everything tried to be Marvel. Right. But they rushed but then, it to the finish line. Yeah, and even with Star Wars, it's like they were sort of copying Marvel, but then like Marvel is also copying Star Wars. And right. so it's just weird. You know, it's a Mor what, what, the Ororobos or whatever mm -hmm. we called it. The Moros. Yeah. <laughs> so there's something interesting that I'm sort of that, that, like happening with DC's movies, even with like the Joker, which I didn't see because I didn't yeah. like the idea of it. Um, but it's similar in that they were like, we're going to break off and do something outside of the universe. So, like, it's sort of what's happening now with DC and Marvel is like reverse what happened in the comics because DC was around for longer and was more squeaky clean and was like, you yeah, know, truth, right. justice in the American way with like Superman and Batman and everybody and the, and the Justice League. And it was all very like primary colors, you know. Side, their sidekicks and like their kids but they never like nothing bad happens yeah. really that bad and then Marvel was like what if we got like more science fiction-y with it and like yeah. dealt with like sociological things yeah and they, and they, they brought in teen heroes with yeah. Spider-Man and they brought in like you know uh, analogs for the civil rights with the X-Men and like they, they started they, they got weird in the way that DC couldn't be weird right and so then they became the new hot commodity 
and then it's Lalandra. sort of Lalandra. <laughs> Uh, it's Professor Xavier's like space wife. Alien um, wife. Yeah, and so there's like, and they've gone back and forth through the decades of like basically like, ripping each other off, right? Like trying to be, um, or not even rip each other off, but just influencing each other. Coke like, and Pepsi. Coke and Pepsi. McDonald's and, and Burger King. And um, Circuit DC City. Kind of, <laughs> w- Circuit City and Staples. Radio uh, Shack. Radio Shack. And when DC came out with like Dark Knight Returns like Frank Miller got on Batman like that sort of created a shift in the DC universe right yeah. to where Batman was dark and then so so what's happening with the movies is interesting right because because Marvel had movies first that weren't MCU movies with X-Men and Spider-Man the Raimi right. versions you know and which, which were, were different which were different studios. and were were good uh, in general, but like some were really bad. Obviously, like X Men Three was bad, you know, whatever. I keep DC, hearing people say that. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, if you haven't watched it, don't. I uh, won't go into that. I don't think it's very good, but I also will watch it. <laughs> I uh, the last time I watched it, I was bored by it. Like that's why <laughs> that. But I don't know. I I probably would enjoy it if I watched it now because it also is a very we, weird. By movie. the way, listeners, we are not going to touch the Suicide Squad this week because we both are going to have too much to say about other comic books. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there, maybe. <laughs> we'll do a sequel episode, but without a V in front of it, it'll be like the opposite of the Suicide Squad. Uh-huh. But so with, and I'll stop on this screen eventually, but like DC came in with the, with the Nolan Batmans, which were like the new gold standard for right. superhero movies, They made right? a crime movie that had superheroes in it. And it was very grounded and very realistic. And yeah. so when Marvel started the MCU, they were kind of doing that. Right. They were and like not Iron not, Man is like such a good Marvel version of Batman where it's yeah. like we can explain away his quote unquote superpowers because he's just a really smart guy with infinite money. Yeah. And so like the first Iron Man and even the second Iron Man to an extent are very and the third I mean the Iron Man series at all does it, it is grounded in a way where you're like yes right. just a guy with a with a technological suit and in the first thor they they really been over backwards to be like it's not magic it's yeah, just right. science and alternate reality or like you it's know science from dimensions. another planet in the same way that superman is like yeah. the, and his son with, makes him regular but here he's got a yellow sun you know like and, and, then, and for that yeah. matter captain america too it was like yes. this we we gave him like fancy special muscles through science juice. Like yeah. no, nothing so, was ever um not you know, it's 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 fantasy, but you could point to like a like oh I see. In fact even it's more, fucking Sam Raimi's Spider Man series did that. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like he was he shoots webs out of his actual flesh as well, opposed see, to okay. I'll actually Spider Man, but like, I will actually Green disagree. Goblin has like a like rocket powered you know everything is everything is like doc ock you know it's like yeah. a science suit you know it's sci-fi the, the, the thing i the thing i'll disagree with is i think that those first three writing movies are a little weirder than um uh and more of have more of a tone about them than like the mcu stuff but all that to say the mcu for a while was trying to be batman begins in dark night sure, yes right yes, yes, yes. and then when the mcu got great success DC was like, well, I guess we have to do our uh, Avengers, and so they were copying Marvel, and so now I'm waiting. And they now were also th- copying themselves because they were like, yes. and you guys like when Batman um, is Her- dark, so maybe yeah. he kills people and says fuck, and it's like, yeah. no, 
no, we did stuff. You we didn't, didn't actually even, want like, that. Follow your own rules. <laughs> yeah, and so like they, it's it's once again an Orobos. Yes, and I am, but because DC failed, quote unquote, with their like Justice League and and everything, they are now just you know being like, I guess we'll make whatever, and we're not super worried about, right. like, a shared universe. We gotta keep doing shit, otherwise we'll, and, like, lose film rights. <laughs> and the results have been, so far, pretty good. Like, Shazam was fun, yeah. which I know it's, like, technically in-universe. The Suicide Squad was really fun, which is, like, debatably in-universe, and, and not even really connected at all to the first one, except for a couple of the same characters. Like, the Joker was apparently very good, even though I think it sounds stupid. So, like, I'm waiting for... All that to answer your question, Mike, will Marvel ever look different? I'm waiting for them to start copying in, like, three or four years once yeah. they start copying what DC's doing now. Yeah. I think yes. Or, but, but, to a point you made a second ago, copying Star Wars, because just today, as of this recording, and we're actually only, like, maybe one week ahead in terms of our recording schedule, so this will be still, like, fairly recent news for you listening to this. Uh, Disney and Lucasfilm released their trailer for Star Wars Visions, the anime show. Oh, yes. And it is all done by, like, real-deal Japanese anime studios. It's going to be subbed or dubbed or whatever. You know, like, I I don't think it will be dubbed. I think it's going to be subtitled. Wow. Um, And it's, like... I think seven different anime studios each were just told like make a Star Wars thing. That rules. And, and I can't remember what they said. I think they said um no, this isn't considered Star Wars Legends, which of course is, you know, all the like books and stuff that were sort of decanonized when Disney acquired yeah. Star Wars. Um but it's also not necessarily considered canon and the fact that there is now Disney sanctioned gray area as to what is canon and what isn't makes me so excited because that means like maybe there'll be a star wars thing that's fucking claymation and maybe there'll be a star wars thing that's you know like maybe james gunn will get to do a like another holiday special you know what i mean like just weird can be weird and it can quote unquote not count from the sort of bad faith fanboy canon whores Right, and that's like it doesn't have to be a main series thing. It doesn't have to be the the trilogies. It's like something. You know what's fun is like because Star Trek has been doing that in a weird way with like their cartoon, the Lower yes. Decks. You know, because yep. it's Star Trek, and it's like, is it canon? Who cares? Like, it's maybe, a cartoon, guys. Maybe in the next like five years, we will finally see the other non-leaked episode of Star Wars Detours, that bizarre yeah. CG animated Seth Green. Yes. Thing. There is, yeah. I am anyway. waiting. I am waiting for that to happen with Marvel, and I I want it to happen with all these big properties because I think because uh, it, it's like people are always like, oh, when's the superhero movie bubble gonna burst? And I'm like, it doesn't have to burst. It just has to change and be yeah, interesting. It just has to evolve so that we don't get bored. Yeah, because like right now, yes, it is boring to see a sort of in general superhero movie, which the Suicide Squad is not. Let's talk about the actual movie for a little yes, bit. Yes, let's dive in. Okay, the Suicide Squad begins with, I guess, the cast of the last movie essentially all getting fucking annihilated. So it's it's really only one person from the last movie uh, and Harley. So it's ca- oh, Captain okay. Boomerang, Boomerang was from the last yeah, movie okay. and Harley was. But then the rest of them are kind of just like uh, fodder. <laughs> but yeah, but because... Harley is there and Boomerang is there, who I guess is important in the last movie. It does kind of say, like, when they all get mowed down, essentially, it does sort of say, 
Alright, boys and girls, this is not your your grandma's suicide squad, you know, like yeah. which again I didn't even see, but it, it, it was it was almost in the same way that the um, Rise of Skywalker was JJ Abrams going, No, never mind, don't pay attention to that last movie. This is yep. basically doing the same thing, but in a like fun way <laughs> yeah it's sort of like because because there are some of the same characters you've got mm-hmm. rick flag you've got boomerang at the very beginning um but they're not and harley of course but they're not worried about continuity or right. like canon and so it lets you know that there are stakes because it yeah it immediately kills captain boomerang from the first movie and then also just like some high profile actors yes uh, which I, I've been I follow like Flula Borg on Instagram uh-huh. the guy who plays Javelin and it's so wild that he like did this whole Olympian body transformation for like five minutes of screen right. time totally for essentially a joke like his the, the like Pete and, Davidson um, missed like yes. the first half of the season of SNL for you know like what amounted to like maybe ten minutes total yeah like it's 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 a it's essentially this first team you see is a joke because they all get killed. Yeah, and um, really really funny clever idea. Okay, so two things that are back, kind of back to our comic book world tangent. One, did you speaking of SNL and comic books, did you ever hear about and or read the like I want to say it was only like six issues series that Taron Killam wrote called oh. The Illegitimates. No, I didn't, but I the, I I remember no reading about it because yeah, it's yeah. like what the the, the children of a, yeah, like a James Bond type who, you yes. know, in every movie has sex with multiple women. Yeah. There are actual like love children out there who are recruited to like take up the mantle of James Bond basically and yeah. be, and in like the first like sequence of the first issue we see this james bond type guy going out on a mission and then like he's like gripping onto a train as it's like racing through the countryside and then instead of just barely ducking in time to get under a tunnel he doesn't and he just gets like exploded like he's just like blood and gore and it's like oh that, that that reminded me a lot of that and in fact like things like saga and other sort of gory like expectations subverting things and then the greater point that i wanted to sort of like touch on is this movie felt like a trade paperback yeah yeah because those titles that happen every so Mm -hmm. often that are done in such cool creative ways like the scenery becoming the title or like the blood becoming the title or like smoke or the elevator button like each way was unique and it like it essentially was like the title of the issue of the comic or like yes. the sort of like the last page where it's like join our heroes next week next time in, on yeah yeah in yeah. uh dirty little secrets like they were all like catchy titles the the suicide squad versus starro or whatever his mm-hmm. name is like i was i was so enamored with that because it is directly a comic book trope Without it being like inserting pow and biff, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, which titles. they which they they play so like yeah, this movie is slick. Like this, the style of it is so consistent and good throughout. Um, and, and they even do play with some like comic booky stuff. Like at one point when Harley when when they're going off on like a, when Harley Quinn's sort of doing a solo breakout of like being captured. You start kind of like you start getting animation behind her of like beautiful yes. petals and like like birds, and it's like oh yeah, she's not well, and this is how she sees the world. Like yeah. it's it's like that Mitchell and the Machines stuff. Yes, Mitchell versus the Machines, or it's like 
oh or into the height or in the heights into the yes, heights like in fantasy the heights, with with like having animation on screen with live actors to like influence the and i i want that this seems to be a new trend and i want that more in everything because yeah. i think it's so cool and it was used well here i i like get scared when i hear you say i want that more in everything because i could see people doing the thing where like studios were like okay well we need to do a deadpool and it's yeah. like, well, you're not gonna do a Deadpool because there's only Deadpool, <laughs> you yeah. know. Like, but but yeah, it's it's almost using like, it, um, you know, well, looking at art history, like when essentially the invention of the camera, the the photography camera, like people stopped wanting to paint hyper realistically because yeah. it's like, okay, well, we can do that with a camera. So then, fucking impressionism was born. Like, yeah, this feel this sort of I, subjective, like more artful. Like this may not be what it looks like, but it's how it feels. You know, there was so much good comic booky shit in this movie, including that stuff. But like, also, like you do get to be in the heads of some of the characters sometimes to sort of see their like what's wrong with them, like Polka Dot Man. Like yes. when, when, when oh he when, when you see the world from his perspective and everyone looks like his mother, it's hilarious every time and also so off-putting every time. Yes, especially and, the like climax where it's the yeah. big starfish monster and it's just his mom. So, so to give it reminds to give me a run- of that Thirty Rock episode where we see what Kenneth sees the world as and everybody's yes. like a muppet. A muppet yeah, <laughs> and then we see other people too. Like, so to give us quick rundown, like something we were talking about earlier, like, the the original squad that like if if I mean if you're sort of a savvy you know movie goer or comic book person you're probably like okay they're just gonna die all die in the beginning right or whatever like there's that feeling of it but it reminds me of like in the first scream whenever Drew Barrymore Drew Barrymore is the girl yes and you're like oh wow they got Drew Barrymore the and then she dies they could put the name on the poster and then yeah. be like never mind <laughs> and she dies within the first five minutes and you're like oh so this isn't the movie which like they have enough star power with like Idris Elba and everybody else but yeah, like sure. in the beginning John you have Cena. you've got freaking Pete Davidson um, Nathan Fillion which uh, I didn't even clock. There were like two or three people in this movie who are big stars that I knew were names included in the credits, and I didn't even like clock them. Yeah, they're sort of unrecognizable. And then like Flula Borg, who's like not super huge, but then uh, probably the biggest like name names like Nathan Fillion and Pete Davidson. One Rooker, what's it? My- Michael Rooker. Oh yeah, Michael Rooker's there. Yeah. Freaking you know blue hair head guy from yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, Ron- which is funny that. Ron- I don't know who Hondu you talking about. Hondu is the last. Hondu, yes. But what's but the what's the first phoneme? What's the first letter? Hondu, I think. Hondu. I think so. Hondu. Right Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Yondu. Yondu. Um, but yeah, so so like you you go to them and then you go to the next team, which is because they're all dead except for Harley and Rick Flag, and the next team is like, oh, these are who we're actually going to be with. So funny! What a and good bait and switch of like, all right, team two, are you standing by? Like, yeah. so funny. And you got Idris Elba doing, I think, having some fun in this movie. Like, he it feels like he's as having some he fun. He was having a good time. He's like, I get to say fuck a lot. I get to mm-hmm. be cool. And you got uh, John. Honestly, everyone in this movie is good. John Cena is kind of a standout for he, me in this movie. He's like the performance of the movie. He's so funny in a very specific way of like the character. He's not being funny, but the character is a funny concept. This, okay. The character is like 
any American gun owner. Yeah, the, 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 like he an, said a card carrying NRA member. Basically, he said what James the direction James Gunn told him was like Captain America if he was a bad person. Yeah, like Captain America if he was an asshole. Perfect. And like, which is absolutely what he's playing. He's doing a very good His job. His name is Peacemaker, and he even says like. Yes, I'm dedicated to keeping the peace. However many people I need to kill in order to do that, like which is just like America in a nutshell, yes. right? Um, and then the rest, of rounding out the team, we've got uh, the my rat catcher, the rat catcher too, who's my favorite because she, and she's obviously like sort of po- poised to be your favorite because she's like uh, Daniela Melchior who plays her, who's she's a, new, the a newcomer. Who, if this were the X Men, Wolverine would be like. Like uh, yes. taking you, hit her. You've got under some his Wolverine wing. Kitty Pride vibes with her and the like young Idris, girl, and Idris yeah. Elba's Bloodsport, yeah. and she controls rats. And there's a little adorable rat that she has. His name is Sebastian. He's the best. Very Baby Yoda. Very, very Baby, baby, Groot, baby, baby Groot. Very Minion. You've got then uh, <laughs> Polka Dot Man, whose like powers are very gross and weird. And then King Shark, which they don't really call him King Shark. Uh, they call him by his like actual name, who's just a shark man. Body and it's Sylvester play- Stallone. Yeah, body performance done by Steve Agee. Uh, I think that's how you oh, say his was last it name. Really? Uh huh. Because Steve Agee was also in the like control yeah, so he, room. Yes, yeah, so he gets to so be fun. an actual person in the movie, and then uh, yeah, his body performance was done by him, and then voiced by Sylvester Stallone. Um, oh, I forgot about Weasel, who's like a nasty oh, looking weasel that gets killed. God. And it's like just played for laughs and weirdness. It's great. Now, I know you literally just finished this before we started recording, but did you see the post credit scene? Yes, Weasel's still alive. Yes. And then did you see the post credit scene? Yes, Peacemaker's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, there's supposed to be maybe a Peacemaker TV show coming. Oh, okay. Uh, so like we'll see on about HBO. that. But yeah, this movie, okay, the, the, the whole opening is like super violent. A lot of people die. This movie does comedic, violent death better than I've seen it in a long time. Yes. Maybe since like. I don't know, Shaun of the Dead I, oh or like God. Hot Shaun Fuzz. Shaun of the Dead is the yeah. title that came to my head. <laughs> like Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, like Edgar Wright yes. style You know stuff what's funny? I like think of James Gunn and Edgar Wright in yes. like the same breath. Me too. They are for some reason analogous in my mind, even though yeah. I think Edgar Wright's a little is, is a little more stylistic. Yes. Um, but like they have similar vibes in my this mind. This was like if James Gunn were like uh, wearing an Edgar Wright hat. Yeah, like for with sure. the stylism of it. Um, because, like, yeah, I, I think it's the last time I've seen something where it's played as well, where it's not just kind of garish and unfunny. Yeah. It's probably in those movies that yeah. the, the like sort of trilogy that Edgar Wright made, the loose when, or whatever they call the it. When the squad goes into that camp and kills everybody, and such like, I, I would even say creative, if not beautiful yes. ways. <laughs> Impressive and beautiful death. Uh-huh. And then they find out that those, those people were all like, okay, people. They're like good and, guys. Like, They're part freedom of the fighters. good guy team. Yeah. Man, that and, was um, it, it was here's here's the thing. So, did you ever read the 9-11 Seinfeld script? No. Okay, so there's this, there's this like comedian, comedy teacher, like improv teacher guy. I think they're in New York. I don't remember the whole story, but in class one day, he said they were talking about like sort of shock humor and things like that. And he was like, well, here's the thing with shock humor. You have to do it at a 11 out of 10 because you can't be shocking, but then also not funny 
So if you're going to not be funny, you got to be like an 11 on the shock meter, essentially. Right. Like, for example, if there were like a Seinfeld episode that was about 9-11, everyone would have to somehow be like involved with 9-11. And then like he wrote that as a script and it's like one of the funniest things I've ever read. (laughs) Uh, You should look it up. If you know Seinfeld even a little bit, like he really like nails it. Anyway, if you're going to kill like 50 people on your way to like the next scene and then we find out that those 50 people were quote unquote good guys it's got you gotta just like really revel in the blood in order for us to be like like when when we found out like actually those were all good guys i did have a little moment of like oh no but because it was so extravagant it was able yeah. to come across as a joke in the way of like a Tom and Jerry cartoon, you yeah. know, like <laughs> it is, it is. The violence is almost cartoonish in ways. Yes. And then also that scene does something like that. We've been talking about a lot recently that it is not. And this movie does really well in general. The fights and action sequences are, uh, yes. Story driven. Story driven. They're yes. character driven because that, that whole scene of violence is a showing us everybody's competencies. Yep. And it's and two B, guys who are like, Yes. Pitted against one another, kind of. It's a pissing doing contest. The, um, the whole time, I was thinking of Legolas and Gimli counting yes. their kills. <laughs> it's a pissing contest between John Cena, the peacema- peacemaker, and Idris Elba's Bloodsport because mm-hmm. they are the same character. Like even when when Viola yes. Davis, like, any when, uh, object Waller, in their hand is a yes. deadly weapon. When she introduces that, like she introduces them in the exact same way as like they were raised from a child to be a deadly weapon, yes. and like it's like Bloodsport has a double take of like you are you. I'm just better. Are at you it joking you. right now? Like. Yeah. So it's a pissing contest between them, which sets up a confrontation later. Like the, this movie That's was such like a not, good point. You're it's totally not, right. It's not a super long movie. Like it's a typical two hour super superhero movie, but like it didn't feel long at any point. And I watched mm-hmm. it in one sitting and all the action sequences felt justified and like they were uh, character driven. In a way that's like I don't think you find very often in blockbusters in general. Yeah. Um, because, like, the fights were fun. Like, the action sequences were fun. Like, anytime you were getting uh, these, they were telling you something about the character. Like, even the... Um, also, like, apparently Margot Robbie just is Harley Quinn. Because when she was... The scene where she's being held captive and is, like, hanging from yep. uh, the roof. Apparently she did the the stunt of grabbing the key with her toes and... And, like, putting Curling it up and unlocking herself. She did that... On the first try, wow. just by herself, she did it. Not a stunt person. Margot Robbie did it. I'm like, oh, okay. So she's just like, I guess, actually a superhero now? Yeah. And even her, like, breaking out, like, before, of course, we then see the Suicide Squad trying to get her, like, her whole yeah. breakout sequence, it is just, like, showing that she's good at breaking out of jail and killing people, but it's done in such a way, like you said, with, like, the animations, and even before the animations start, like when she's in that sort of octagonal room or whatever and she's just like like essentially spinning around in place and shooting everybody as they come in it it is shot in such a way that it almost looks like it's like a dance like a tango yeah. or like a modern yeah, it, dance or whatever it's very informative of her character and also like it sets it's it's a funny beat it's a funny ending to have the whole team like we're here to save you and she's like i that's i, so I nice. that's so not like that's very funny that they have yeah. this whole plan and it also sets her up as, like, she's not a damsel. Like, she doesn't really need to be saved most times. Like, she is very competent and, like, weirdly a leader. And, like, right. someone that this team, like, sort of, like, 
gravitates towards. And so it's like it's character driven and uh, funny. Like the ending of it's very funny. Yeah. This is a good movie, man. Also, I like this movie. Uh, big starfish kaiju monster is a delight. Super, super, super gross and scary. By the scary. way, this is, I think, the best any like CG monster has ever looked. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. It's the I best mean, it's ever looked. I was like watching it specifically because I feel like in the last year or so, my eye has really been trained for CG stuff by those, um, the corridor channel on YouTube. Do you ever watch those? The like mm -mm. VFX artists react to oh, sure. CGI. And like, they'll talk about things like, um, things like the black value in a, in a CG character, you know, like if, mm -hmm. if you shoot a, if you shoot a scene and you're in a, you know, a town in Corto Maltese, which is a fun mm -hmm. DC reference. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the buildings are casting shadows. That black shadow needs to be the exact same color as the shadows on the CGI character. Right. So like you might, you know, create the character and render it with like a true black shadow, but it actually will be a little bit more like a yellowy brown, depending mm -hmm. on like the light quality of the scene you're shooting. Things like that, that like I feel like I'm like much more attuned to be able to like articulate what was wrong with the CG as opposed to be like, it's, that didn't look right. And it's and something we've talked this about. This guy in looked the... fucking great. <laughs> yeah, he was very like gritty weird in a weird way like felt part of the world yes well, that's, totally. that's something we've talked about in our little commentaries of the star wars movies because like the ones that they've gone back and added cg to you can see that weird yes quality that some of the stuff doesn't have or right. you're like um like you're also, shiny and you're oily but you're not reflecting the same environment that was filmed also this movie i mean welcome to josiah's politics corner this uh -oh. movie does a really great job of showing the US government slash like military slash like C shadow ops CIA whatever yeah. for what it is because like Amanda Waller is willing to kill anybody and doesn't care about the greater good at all like she is sending them there to essentially cover what you find out through the movie to cover up the US's involvement in this extraterrestrial threat that could destroy the entire world yeah. and once the team finds that out it is uh, you know Rick Flagg who's a good guy uh, is like I'm going to tell the world Peacemaker who is uh, an American like you know imperialist like to the core right. is like whatever America if says to do I'm going to do they'll be mad at us <laughs> right he's he's the um, you know in Watchmen he's the uh, what's his face For, who, who kills Rorschach oh yeah he's the the Dr. Manhattan to the uh, which I guess in this case would make Rick Flag Rorschach, which is funny. Um, but anyway, my Watchmen no knowledge is the the HBO show because well, I, then that went over your head. I'm sorry, Mike. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's it's great because you you because like the first half of the movie, you're like, you know, me being a little communist over here, I'm like, ah, this is a little weird that they're making like the Latin America country the bad guys. I don't love that. And then by the end of it, you're like, oh, no. Okay, yeah. No, it was U.S. imperialism all along. Yeah. Great. And, like, that's the bad guy, and it's their fault that this huge threat is, is, is like, facing the world. And it's, like, a weirdly anti... You don't get anti, like, America, military, anti-American involvement in other countries in movies ever. And, mm. like, it was really refreshing to see that at the end have sort of a twist 
be like, oh no, they are here to cover. They're not here to save people. They're here to cover up the United States involvement. And then when the team goes rogue to actually save people, and you have the shadow ops like Amanda Waller being like, all right, kill them, and then her own team goes against her. Spoilers for this entire movie, guys. It's uh, very satisfying. I was yeah. like, I was like, this made me. I feel good about this movie now. And and they did a good job of being like, regardless of your understanding of like how fucked up the American involvement is here, this woman is like, we need to do X despite innocent people getting having their face sucked on by a starfish. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you don't necessarily have to like know the actual like political mindset that this right. movie has to be like no yeah fuck her yeah she was be- she was the bad guy in the end you know right also it's so fun that they brought starro like it, a great weird like dc pull that like had there's a really good justice league story uh run like where the justice like some of them get taken over very cool good and also like starro's ending line is like tragic in a, in a way, too, where Star was like, I was happy when I was just floating in the stars. And it's like, wow, America yeah. even fucked that up. Yeah, right. This little guy was happy, and we brought him in and made him into a monster. Also, like, this is such a, like, silly little piece, but Harley pulling herself out of, like, the cornea of that big <laughs> monster was, like, this is, <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. The fact that she jumps in to stab it and then and then like is like, oh wait, it's not really an eye. It kind of is an eye. And like yeah. her stabbing does nothing really. And then it's the Except rats. Except it allows are, it, it permeates the the right. outer membrane so that the rats can all come in. And honestly, Harley's like got some funny lines too. I want to go back and watch the other ones to see if they ever give her anything good. I, I've heard that the Birds of Prey slash the Harley Quinn, whatever they call it, movie uh-huh. is pretty good. And yeah, I I, I want to go back and watch that because if they give her anything as good as they do in this, then like it's gonna be a fun time. Here's my thought on Polka Dot Man's death. Sorry, listeners. Yeah. Um, he gets smashed, which is very. It's very funny. It's like sad because we kind of grow to love him or in that movie. First of all, one, do you think? He was in the Dark Knight. That that was Polka Dot Man, because that guy was in the Dark Knight. He was the guy who. Uh, oh, like, the actor, you mean? Yeah, he was in, um, like the parade scene where the Joker puts on, you know, like where it's just like flesh face. I think I think it's the same guy, and he's kind of like like uh mentally insane mentally ill kind of like kind of guy <laughs> uh-huh and i was like maybe that's him too cuz it's hey i like it i like that connection anyway uh his his whole thing is done here's like this is my thought uh, that that james gunn was like we showed his entire power set the only thing that we'll get out of him in any future movies, because people are gonna love him and they're gonna want him around more, the only thing we're gonna get out of him is just more of this. And I already did this and I did it great. So like, let's put the period at the end of the sentence. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also it's also like he gets a heroic moment. Yeah. And then gets an unceremonious death, which totally. is like played for laughs in a weird way, but yep. not really. Like, you, you laugh a little bit, but you're like, oh, no. Because, yes. like, you get attached to this team at any time. Like, I was like, oh, man, if they kill the shark, I'm going to be so pissed. Right. Like, I was like, I love this freaking shark. And, like, same thing about the little rat and, like, uh, rat catcher. You're like, if they die, I'm going to be so mad. The shark you know? seems to follow, like, Hulk rules. 
where yeah. like he is sort of like invincible. Yeah, it's like you 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 see him take gunshots like point blank and not get hurt at all. <laughs> so you're like, okay, so it's really hard to kill him. But then like you know a building falls on him and you're like, ah, is he gonna be and okay? He's like, no, fine. Okay. And then like you know a giant starfish like throws him a million miles. You're like, is he gonna be okay? Yeah. Okay, he's fine. So like I I but it still made me worried about it because I was like, I love this big guy. He's such a big galoot. Yeah. You right. know. Also, the guy who played Polka Dot Man, David Dast Malstian, uh-huh. probably not pronouncing that right, uh, been in a lot of stuff and he a lot really of DC has. stuff. He's done voices for DC. Um, he was in The Flash. Uh, he was in uh, what was the other DC I saw? Gotham. He was in Gotham. Oh. He's also in Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp, which I haven't even seen. I need to watch those, but. I saw that. And there are a lot of stuff. That's funny. Uh, Um, We we are like long past. Yeah, we got to go to the break. Go to the break. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this movie's good, and we're having fun talking about it. So we're gonna go to the break. We'll play a game. Let's jump in. We're back. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we can't think of a fun one to say. Yeah, just really double down on how loud you do it. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. You're listening to How Star Wars Is It. We're back. Uh huh. Mike Josiah. And Both this week, we're talking about Suicide Squad, the new movie, or rather, The Suicide Squad, parentheses 2021. That'll probably be the title of the episode. And mm. uh, I've got the game this week. Uh, if you're a new listener, every every episode, after we return from our break, we play a game. Yeah, just to spice it up, change up the tempo. Yeah. And uh, this week, the game is called Obscure Heroes. Oh, I love these. <laughs> In this In game, general. I'm uh, honoring the, the weirdos from Suicide Squad, like Polka Dot Man and the Detachable Kid. Yeah, that one was hilarious. I'm going to name an obscure hero, Lost to Time, and or, or perhaps not, and of course, his or her power set. You will need to first tell me if this is a real person or someone I made up. Great. Um, And then if the character is a real comic hero, you need to tell me what fictional universe he or she is from, like DC, Marvel, etc. Oh, and some of these aren't comic characters, but are instead fictional characters from within a TV show or movie. Okay. Like in The Simpsons, for example, Bart reads Radioactive Man comics. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So my options are whatever property, you made it up, or if it's fake from a different Yeah, basically just say if it's real or fake, and then you get a bonus point. If it is a real character, you get a bonus point for telling me what it's from. Okay, great. Great, great, great. All right. First things first. first. First character. Skate Man, a roller derby star who fights crime while wearing roller skates. That's going to be true. I think it's Marvel. Um, But I want to say teamed up with Spider-Man. It is real. It is from Pacific Comics, which is not something I had ever heard of from 1983. And I think it was only one issue. (laughs) I'm just going to Google all these while Mike does them. Well, uh, yeah, do it one at a time because I pulled almost all of these from, like, a single article called, like, Weird Superheroes You've Never Heard Of. Oh, no, I won't, yeah, I won't look that up. <laughs> uh, okay, next one. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, this one is Chris Kringle Jr. This is Santa's son who can teleport both himself and objects using his Kringle brand of magic. God, that sounds real. I'm going to say it's real. 
I'm gonna say it's from a it's it's a character inside a fictional character inside of another fictional property. Um, and this is similar to other games I've done where it's real or fake. I can't verify that that isn't real, but I did make it up. <laughs> no, it was so good. And so my note for like, if is it real or not is fake. And then I wrote in parentheses, but this is a very good idea. Is, no, it is, is a good this idea. what Fred Claus is? Is he Santa's son or is he Santa's brother? I never saw I that think, movie. <laughs> I think Fred Claus is Santa's brother. Ah, okay. I yeah. think a, a, a son of Santa would be like in a... Um, Maybe even almost in like a Da Vinci Code way, because isn't that whole thing of like the lineage of Jesus? Like, there's there what Jesus had a kid or something. So we're talking li- li- the the Da Vinci Code, but of Santa. But of Santa lore. I love that. Like, yeah. did Santa? Who like, all there are people with? today who like they they are a Santa descendant. Who? Yeah, Santa also had sex with Mary Magdalene. Yeah, and. <laughs> Mrs. Claus. <laughs> oh, mostly Mrs. Claus. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. That vixen. Wait. Yeah. Vixen? <gasps> the reindeer? That... Oh. Oh, wait. Okay. There's like a thousand of these because I had a lot of fun both researching and writing my own. So we're going to move on. Let's the next book it, one baby. is The Eel, an underwater anti hero with electric shock abilities. That sounds real. I don't know what. I'm going to say DC. I agree. You're right. It sounds real, and it is fake. I made no! it up. <laughs> Mike's too good at this. Um, all right. The next one is Ultra, the multi-alien, a space traveler who had four different alien species each fire a ray gun at him at the same time, turning him into four different alien species like on his body. For example, one arm has feathers, and one is magnetic, etc. Yeah. That sounds real. I think that's Marvel. Um, and it reminds me of the animal, animal vegetable mineral man from DC and Doom Patrol. It is real. It is a DC character from the Kay. 60s. But, like, I <laughs> I came across it again, like, on a list or whatever. And, like, the picture of him, it's truly, like, Simon or, or um, yeah, you know, any, like, a, like, a, like a pie chart where, like, it's yeah. four quadrants of 25%. <laughs> so goofy looking. He's exactly 25% of four different aliens. Uh-huh. Um, and each, like, part of him has a different power, I guess. I, Which, I, honestly, I gotta read that because like hey, did all four aliens shoot at the exact same time? Yeah, and also what were their were their ray guns turn a guy into my race ray guns? Right. Because <laughs> otherwise why would right. we do that? Yeah, also totally. everybody everybody's different parts of the body have different powers. You know, that's not impressive. Yeah, my right arm has the power of dexterity whereas my left hand can't do shit <laughs> yeah and my fingers can like pick th- like you know curl and pick things up right. my eyes cannot do my that. wiener can't yeah my well <laughs> practice uh, no i'm telling you it can't <laughs> oh okay 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 uh okay the next one gazer beam that's from the incredibles that's right he is from the incredibles he's cyclops so that's of. one of my like not necessarily a trick but it's also not like a comic character. Yeah, yes. he's like the incredible Cyclops. Uh, do you know, for a bonus point, what he lasers into the cave as his basically last act as a living person? What's the, I know it's the password for the computer. Oh. Uh huh. I know it's the password for the computer, but I don't remember what the password is. Kronos. 
Kronos. I love in, I mean, this is just in everything, but like any like media where there's a big password and it's like one word. Yes. You know? It's like, no, no password is one word, yeah. guys. Come on. It's so annoying. And it's always a word that, like, the person trying to get in can just guess. Like, yeah. Well, let's like, at see. least they he had... really, really loves his daughter. <laughs> like, at least they had Gazer Beam, like, etch it into a wall. But even then, it's like, it should have been, like, yeah, Kronos, like Kronos underscore... Yeah, Kronos underscore time warp 33 yeah. at sign one. And, like, the second O in Kronos is a zero. Yeah, 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 exactly. Moving on. This next one is called Task Manager. And mm. he solves tech problems and fights cyber attacks. Oh. He is summoned by local authorities who press Control-Alt-Delete on his special keyboard. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, he's from my computer. <laughs> but, I, I mean, this sounds... I don't know. Did you, is this, did you make it up? Yeah, I did. Okay, good. And uh, this game is as close as I've ever gotten to sort of Kaiser Sozaying a game. I was just like, what's another fucking thing? And then I like <laughs> looked at my screen and was like, control alt delete. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Mugman. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, typing a game guy. <laughs> um, Thinking of a game for a podcast, yeah. man. Uh, okay, the next one. The character's name is The Flesh, and he's super <laughs> strong and super naked. That's pretty funny. Um, I'm going to say it's real. It is real? That is the like naked action figure character from the Kablam segment from the Nickelodeon show Kablam called Action League Now. Wow, I would never have known that in a million years. Uh, do you have Paramount? Uh, Plus, I think I do because I think my parents have it. So all the I, Nickelodeon shits on there, and Kablam is. It might be special to me because it was on in like you know 1999 when I was that age. So like, right. it, it might not actually be like good or funny, but I have watched some of it lately, and it is like pretty, at least very interesting because it's like weird. But it's like a series of shorts, yeah, made by different creators, and Action League Now was one of their big like flagship shorts and it's like the the characters are all it's like a superhero team but they're all like literally action figures and it's like you know stop motion slash right. like uh dental floss you know like right. fishing line and uh there's the flesh she's super strong and super naked there's thunder girl she flies like thunder mm-hmm. there's stinky diver who is essentially just a gi joe three and three quarter inch figure who like has an attitude and then there's melt man with the power to melt <laughs> uh, you know my fun. flag my flagship shorts are a pair of gene <laughs> levi's <laughs> i was waiting for you to finish so i could say that flagship shorts the next one is flagship shorts <laughs> uh, the next character is called 3d man he oh is yes a man. i know this marvel and oh, he okay, is so uh, you're aware Yes, he has the power of, I believe, like, when he's wearing a certain thing, it's like he has the power of, like, three men or something like yeah, that. Yes, yes, that's right. So, like, the the summary that I sort of uh, paraphrased is he's a man who was turned into a two-dimensional being who lived inside his brother's eyeglasses, and then the two could become one being with three times the power of a person. Yeah. Which is like... It's, it's silly. 
I guess. I mean, like, if 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 I had three times the strength I have now, I might become close to like the power that the Rock has. <laughs> yeah, that that that's that's what I was like, thinking. Three I was like, is too low of a variable. <laughs> well, and like, if it's three times the power of the Rock, now we're talking. Right. But if it's three times the power of like just like a regular your guy. Boss. <laughs> yeah, it was like like uh, watching the Olympics for a little bit. Like several people made this comment because I think there was like a tweet about it or something where it's like all Olympic competitions should have like a regular person yes. doing it next to them. Right. And it's like that. It's like, yeah, if he's three times Olympic athlete, that's pretty good. Yeah. And you could maybe go like you you're still not Captain America level, but you could maybe fight some normal crime. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's yeah, if it's three times the level of Joe Schmo, then like, sorry, bud. Yeah. You're just a little strong. You're like approaching the strongest man in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not there. Yeah. Not a superhero, buddy. Uh, all right. The next one. Mrs. Sharon Patterson, an active member of the school board and her church community, bakes great muffins, not super powered. Okay. Um, I have no idea. I'm going to say real. And I think it's from... I don't know. It is something I made up. <laughs> oh, okay. Damn it. That sh- it should have keyed me in the fact that she didn't even have powers. That's you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's the fun thing with this game because some of these real characters are so fucked up that like yeah. I could basically say anything. <laughs> yeah, a two-dimensional man turned into in a, inside of a guy's he lived glasses. lived in his own brother's eyeglasses, yeah. Uh, okay, Sorry. next one is Chewing Gum Girl, a young woman who blows and pops giant bubblegum bubbles to trap enemies. I'm going to say real. I'm going to say it's from, like, uh, the advertisements in comic books. Ah, interesting. It is also something I made up. <laughs> but that is Damn a it. good idea. Like, if, if like, uh, Bubble Yum name again? had their sort of single single page ads or whatever. Her name was Bubblegum Girl? Chewing Gum Girl. <laughs> chewing Gum Girl. I actually literally wrote it as Bubble Gum Girl, and Chewing Gum to me sounded like clunkier and thus funnier. <laughs> Man, there's some weird... Uh, what? Nearly 6,000-year-old Chewing Gum reveals life of ancient girl. Wow. That's Guys, not Google this che- one. Google, Google Chewing Girl. Chewing Gum chewing Girl. girl. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> Okay, anyway. All right, the next one is Crimson Chin. Strong, huge chin used as a third fist, otherwise known as the Mandible of Justice. That's going to be real, and it's from Fairly Odd Parents. That is correct. One of the few like animated shows that I actually watched a decent amount of, but it was always like at my friend's or yeah. my grandma's house yeah, or something. Sure. Uh, okay, next one. St. Pauli Girl. A German barmaid whose weapons are beer steins and her long blonde hair. I'm going to say that's fake. Yeah, that's fake. I mean, like, St. Pauli Girl is like a brand of beer. (laughs) All right, the next one. Maggot. Maggot is real, and it's from X-Men, and his powers are that he has two maggots that live inside of him, and they come out of him, and they, like, eat anything, basically. (laughs) This is by far... In fact, if I read my synopsis, which is exactly what you just said, essentially, um, but if I had read it, it would have been too specific and also bad for you to be like, you couldn't have made this up. It's too bad and dumb. Yeah, a young man whose digestive system mutated into two slug-like beings named Eenie and Meenie yeah. who consume matter and return to him to provide him energy. 
I, I he was a, I believe a member of the Morlocks in X Men because I remember uh, I had I had a like that ultimate X Men yeah I had like an X Men encyclopedia and like there was a lot of like short entries on pages about uh-huh. like you know he was not it's short lived character but like also he always makes me think of one of my other favorite like weird X Men powers which is Marrow who like can grow bones on the outside of her skin that she then like takes out and uses as weapons and it's like that sounds like it hurts and also bones aren't that strong (laughs) (laughs) yeah like you can break your bone by just hitting it wrong like 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 a bone is about as strong as like parmesan (laughs) yeah like are you gonna go in a sword fight with a bone versus a sword because swords can cut through bones this idiot brought a bone to a sword fight (laughs) (laughs) yeah that'd be a really strong bone um okay next one the blue rajah a master of silverware throws forks spoons etc yes Played by, uh, what's his name? Freaking, uh, Dan, what's his name? Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria, yes, yeah. thank you. The Simpsons guy. Yep. And on the, what's that movie called? It's like the superhero movie that Ben Stiller was in. Yeah. The, no, the, the, the Mystery no, Men. The Mystery Men. Well before, like, superhero movies were a huge thing, Especially before, like, parodies of them were a huge thing. Yeah, really weird to do a parody of a superhero genre when there weren't really any superhero yeah, totally. <laughs> movies coming it was, out. It was, like, parodying, like, comics, I suppose. Yeah, very... That movie's, like... I remember I watched it because I was like, oh, I'd probably like this. And then I watched it and I was like, that's fine, I guess. What What was the point of yeah. this movie? Yeah, very weird. All very right, weird. next one. President Zachary Taylor... The 12th U.S. president who time-traveled to the present and fights crime with 1800s weapons. You made it up? Yeah. <laughs> Although, I'd read that comic, though. Yeah, and also, like, after I, like, came up with the idea of, like, it'd be funny if just, like, a Civil War guy was a, a president. He, he wasn't in the Civil War. He, he fought in, like, the Mexican-American War. But regardless, I remembered... The Jerry Duggan, Brian Posehn, Deadpool, and like the entire first like six issues was about like the ghosts of like founding fathers and like other presidents, like you know. There is there is a hero called the Two Gun Kid, which is essentially a cowboy from the past that's Mm -hmm. now in the present. And also, once again, like that's not a superhero. You have two old timey guns. (laughs) You need to be a little like, and you ride a horse. Like that's not you're gonna die. Um, Okay, three more. No, that's not, that's not true. Four more. The next one. Really, really big man. <laughs> Powers are strength, flight, magic chest hairs to see the past, and nipples to see the future. <laughs> Real, but I don't know what it's from. Real, and it's the hero in the universe of Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, that's why I don't know it. Back when, like, kids' cartoons could have things like nipples and toilets and, like... And, like, chest hair. Butts and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, the next one is called The Great Machine. Flies with a rocket backpack and shoots ray guns and taser gloves. Real? It is real. Do you know what The Great Machine is from? No. From Brian K. Vaughn's series Ex Machina. Oh, interesting. I love that guy. That series is really fun. It's sort of like 
almost like an anti not not an, not like against superheroes but sort of like an anti superhero story in sure. in the real world where there is no such thing as a superhero and this guy like becomes a superhero. Oh cool. And I guess there's going to be a movie soon starring Oscar Isaac as the Great Machine. Ooh. It's really cool. Uh I should Look it up. Shit in front of my comics, but I think I still have like the entire series on trade paperback. I think you would really like it. Oh yeah, because it I also will like take it. He's like the the mayor of New York City, mm. and and there's all sorts of like political stuff going on as well as like identity politics stuff. Like it's 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 a cool story. Uh, shout out to the, sh- the the comic series Ex Machina by Brian K. Vaughn. Go out there yes. and check it out. Uh, two I... more. The next one is called The Human Porch. This is a man who is four times larger than an average human who, when he lies flat on his face, looks exactly like a front patio from a Georgian house. Mike, I have to stop you. Hold on. This is- God, I wish I knew where this thing was. <laughs> Oh, where is it? I'm not going to be able to find it in time. That is f- real, and it's from my sketchbook as a child. Oh, my when God, I made, no way. When I drew, because I used to love drawing superheroes. I was never very good at it, but I like learned how to do it from a How to Draw car- Comics the Marvel Way. Sure. And I did like a um, uh, parody Fantastic Four where I drew each of them and it was Mr. Fantastic, so he was a fish man. Uh-huh. Uh, the visible woman who was just very visible. <laughs> and so like she was like so visible. Dazzler. At, yeah, so visible it hurt your eyes. Yeah. The the ring who was the thing but he was a bunch of rings instead of rocks and then the human porch whose power was that he had a huge porch <laughs> that rotated around him at all times. That is bizarre and I'll give you full credit for that that it's real and that you invented it because I without knowing that story came up with it myself as well. <laughs> That's why as soon as you said it I was like wait that is real and then I was like oh wait no it's something I made up a joke that I did when I was like 12. Now uh, does that mean I, a 30-year-old man, just came up with something that a 12-year-old boy came up with and that we have the same sensibilities? It does mean that. <laughs> well, it's, and it's hey, Mike, it's an easy pun. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's a fun pun. Yeah, it's fairly low-hanging fruit, yeah. So it's, uh, I'm not going to knock you, but I'm also not going to give me, that 12-year-old me, that much credit, okay? But if you were to be able to tell your 12-year-old self that a 30-year-old comedian with a podcast came up with the same joke your 12 year old self would go who are you where'd you come from and what's a podcast i'd be like what's a podcast i'd be like why aren't you a christian anymore (laughs) yeah that is a good joke formula to me if i could go back in time and tell my 10 year old self x he would go who are you where'd you come from yeah my, I, there's like a, a thing going. What's like, that big like, portal that you just walk through? There's like a trend going around. It's like uh, people talking to their like 16 year old self or whatever, and it's like your 16 year old's like, oh, so like, are you married yet or whatever? And I'm like, I couldn't do that because it'd be too sad. Mine would be like, my 16 year old would be like, oh, you've you don't believe in God anymore, huh? Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're nothing that you say it matters to me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, not to get sad at the end of our podcast. Well, we only have one more on this game, and then we need to wrap up the yes. last one this character's name is simone lenoir or lenoir mm. 
This is a voodoo priestess who turns into a cat monster on the full moon, and she also owns a pepper plantation in Louisiana. <laughs> this is from, I was like, why does that sound so familiar? That's real, and it's from <laughs> Scooby-Doo <laughs> Zombie Island. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> the only movie. Ah, the only movie, the best movie. Yeah. That was good. I like well, that. that. Was I'm glad I, heroes. And speaking of the only movie, we actually watched a different movie that isn't Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. We watched The Suicide Squad on HBO. We did. I'm glad I knew some of those superheroes, the Marvel ones, because I, yeah, like, I feel well, like, like I'll 3D, know some of them. Yeah, 3D, man. Fuck. Yeah. That's a good pull. Uh, there is also a Marvel superhero just, that's name is just D-Man, which yes, is funny. Like Demolition Man. Yeah, I think that's like the abbreviation. Of, yep. Anyway, he looks like he's like headpiece looks like Wolverine and it's like why did they do that they there's also that. a character who I almost used but then I was like wait is this the same as total or de- detachable kid or whatever it was like arms fall off boy yeah I was looking up the detachable kid and I think he's I think they made up that name for the movie maybe because uh-huh. it seems like arms fall off boy is the only name that he has like in comics okay, so yeah. I don't know but speaking of the Suicide Squad, uh, how Star Wars is it? I'm going to say not very because, okay, does it have good music? Yes, but it's not like orchestral. It's like, you know, mostly modern rock and pop to like sort of the score The Decemberists it. were in it. Yes, the Decemberists. <laughs> I was like, the Decemberists? Yeah. Um, it's not really a hero's journey. It is foul. Lots of Are you of a Decemberist fan? There was a time in my life in which I wanted to be a Decemberist fan. And I tried to listen to that like story album that they have. That's like a you know, epic tale. And I was like, this is. I I didn't get into it as I wanted to. I only got into them in the last like couple years, and that's just another thing on my resume of embarrassing like cliche straight white guy things. I like. Yeah. I like podcasting. Father John Misty, the Decemberists, making bootleg toys, doing improv comedy. Listen, like, all of those I fucking I, suck. All of those can be stereotypical except for the making bootleg toys cuz that is cool and that, also not Yes, let let me be clear though. The only people who make bootleg toys are like straight 35-year-old white guys. Okay, all right. I'll I'll I'll, I'll give you that. But I do think it's cool and it is unique. Um no, I, I weirdly I, I used to love like that kind of sort of like, you know, I guess like new folk like yeah, yeah. Americana kind of stuff. And then for some reason in the last like couple of years, I find it much, I don't know, it's, I'm like, it's boring to me in a weird way <laughs> than it used to be. And I only like to listen to pop music now. So. Sure. Um, anyway. This movie yeah, is very violent right. and they say fuck a lot. Yeah. It's, it's gritty. It's gruesome. Also, I, I like, I, I know that like cursing or whatever is like, you know, can be lazy, but I also like it in things like this where the characters would say fuck, you know? Because yes. sometimes there's times in, like, movies or comics where you're like, this person would say fuck. Yes. You know, like, like yeah, Iron this, Man would say fuck a lot. This movie had moments where I was like, oh, that felt, like, unnecessary. Like, like a person wouldn't necessarily say it then. But there were other parts where I was like, yeah, like, that's where you would say, oh, fuck. Like, I feel like Tony Stark would say fuck all the time. Totally. You know? And he doesn't get to. Um... Or even if he was, like, judicious with it, he would still say it once or twice per movie because they're fighting, like, alien threats. Right, and he gets hurt a lot, too, and you'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, It's a blockbuster. It's different, though. I mean, 
It's some, there's some sci-fi. Aliens. There's some sci-fi elements, yes. I mean, it's going to be like middle low, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think this is, you know, like we a lot of times will say like, okay, well, is it a movie and does it like kind of have like movie story. stuff going on? Then it's at least a five. I think this doesn't creep much higher than that, though. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm ready to give it a rating yeah, since I we're going so a little long. Too. So I'm going to give it um little... Guys, little rat guys <laughs> that are cute. And I'm gonna use my my unit of measure is gonna be like probe things coming out of my bald head. Yeah, uh, coming out of Peter like Capaldi's Peter head. Capaldi, yeah. Also, he did great in this too. He was yes. very good, like villain. Um, I think I'm gonna give it like a. F- no, you know what? I'm changing my unit measure to anthropomorphic animals, and I'm giving it a three, uh, which I know is a little low, but it's, like, too violent and breaks conventions too much for me to give it, like, I was going to say maybe a four, but definitely not a five. Mm. Um, so we'll see what you give it, Mike. But I'm going to give it three anthropomorphic an- animals for Weasel, King Shark, and Sebastian the Bounce. Sure. And I, I was thinking five, and that's, that's because insane. I've had beer, and this is our second episode we've recorded tonight. And I realized, as you said three, like, oh, wait a second. No, this isn't Star Wars. So no. I think my number's got to be like four. Yeah, I like that. I like, like that. head probes. So, so, do you want us on the internet? Because yeah, if you do, you can find us at right. House of Rizzes on mm-hmm. Twitter and Instagram. Uh, email us at agoodpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, real quick, I wanted to do a little last minute plug here oh, yeah. because one of our listeners told us about this. So, uh, the uh, actor slash, like, I guess, sort of like, you know, uh, print model essentially for yeah, Mara say, Jade. Is that what it was? Yes, she okay. was the uh, uh, for the Star Wars card game, and the essentially likeness. like her, her likeness was used, and she took photos for uh, Mara, Mara Jade, Jade. Who, if you're a Legends fan, you know who that is. Luke Skywalker's like wife. Um, she is selling some Star Wars stuff online to uh, raise money for some medical costs. So I'm gonna put the link in the uh, description. So go check it out. It's on Poshmark, where she also sells a lot of other stuff. Um, But yeah, one of our listeners, uh, Siobhan, brought that to our attention, and I wanted to, yeah, bring that up. So it'll be in the description of this episode, which I think is going up on Monday, so it'll hopefully still be happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, check it out. And I know that I say this every time, and I'm not, it's not going to be ready in in time for next week or whatever, but uh, I'm actually right now working on two different toy projects, like sort of simultaneously, and you can check out my toy shit at Rule Follower Toys if you want to see it. At some point, I will post something new. (laughs) (laughs) One of these days. It's about time for Tubby Bye Bye. So like we always say, we We love love you. you. And may the fourth be with you. Bye bye. I'm a superhero. I'm a motherfucking super. <laughs> Crunch. Squash. Yeah.